Hi everyone, I'm Jill Martin, the host of the Morning Bell Podcast. Welcome to the third episode of The Discomfort Zone. The topic for today's zone is Clerks, the 1994 American comedy film. As always, we have Lucas DeQuinzio and Kezia Lobanski joining me on this episode. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions, feel free to contact me at the email mailbox at thepenofjoel.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Morning Bell Podcast. We're back with another episode of The Discomfort Zone, and once again, I'm joined by Lucas DeQuinzio and Kezia Lebanski. Today, the pick for the movie comes from Lucas, so why don't I just hand it straight to Lucas? How are you going? How have you been? Tell us a bit about this film that you've given us to watch. Um, yeah, I'm alright. I've, I, I wanted, I was thinking, should I do something uh, like really shocking and like I'm gonna to pick a gross one? I kind, well, maybe I did a little bit, mm. but I decided to pick just a favorite of mine, Clerks, mm. which, um, which I think is a. The popular one amongst, amongst many people who were mm-hmm. around my age, our age, mm-hmm. maybe my age. I'm a bit older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you old man. Um, so yes, Clerks, the 1994 American black and white comedy film uh, by Kevin Smith. T- tell us a bit about your history with it. But before you do, let's introduce yeah. the, the other half of the... Uh, um, the team, Kezia, how have you been? Hello, welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and Clerks, have you seen it before? Was this your first time? Um, I had seen it before quite mm-hmm. a few years ago. Um, and yeah, I watched it again and I think I liked it better this time. Interesting. So, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, this was my first time watching Clerks as well. I had, I was mentioning to both Kezia and Lucas that I hadn't actually watched a full-length Kevin Smith film before, even though I've heard of him and um, watched bits of his films. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting for me to watch it. And before we give you uh, our opinions, let's let Lucas tell us a bit about Clerks, his background. You know, where did he watch it first? How did he like it? What yeah, situation uh, he was in? That kind of stuff. Yeah, well, well, Joe, you've been well, you both because you know, I, I, I bring this film up constantly when I'm talking mm-hmm. about films that yeah i think i think i bring it up a lot of the time when i'm on the the morning bell podcast as well it's just like my first example of like a writing inspiration for me yeah because it was a big one like early on i was in when did i watch it i'm not good with these things i would have watched it i don't know 2021 mm-hmm. <laughs> pardon me um i i can remember i saw Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back first because that was seems to be the most popular one because that was a super go- a goofy broad comedy so like you know that was something I was into it's like yeah check this out look at all the dick jokes whatever, whatever. <laughs> and I liked it like okay so what else has this guy got so I watched Clerks and I'm pretty sure I looked at it like why isn't my TV working properly <laughs> and why? but that's just how it is and yeah. and just blown away by 
by it when I first saw it, and mm. I I think I've seen it more. Like I rewatch it more regularly than any other film. It still holds up for me. It's still just mm. the uh, just a great example of film dialogue. I yeah. think for anyone, you know, no matter because people have generally strong opinions on Kevin Smith. Either yeah. way, mm. a lot of it because he talks so much. He says a lot. <laughs> he's a very and verbose man. That's for sure. He is. I mean, he's great. He's great. At, yeah. At telling stories, mm. like when he, he's got, he does his stage shows and and that and and it was and you know great. I went to one last year. It was supposed to be a QA. Mm -hmm. One question was asked and he talked for over an hour. <laughs> and basically answered anything some people wanted to say anyway. Mm. The question was something vague about podcasts. And that and he went like how do you go with your like another podcast? Like how do you get your podcast off the ground? Yeah. Or whatever. Or how do you make because he's a, he was big in the podcast you know early early before it was a thing mm. before everyone was doing it like us but <laughs> hey man we're we're, he, we're 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 pioneers in a in a very old existing genre shit. Mm. um <laughs> but he he did he he pioneered yeah. the two to three guys talking yeah. shit for an hour and a half kind of podcast yeah very popular category mm -hmm. yeah no we we totally don't copy off that ever well no we have structure yeah, we have sometimes four people. Vague structure. Mm -hmm. um, but, and then he just went on to, I don't know, it just very seamlessly. But, as I was, I've digressed, he talked, mm -hmm. everyone seems to have, have stronger, um, what was I saying? Strong opinions about him. He's a divisive, he's divisive. He's a divisive but figure. Either way, if you want to see comedic dialogue, <clears throat> I think Clerks, is is where you is the one place you really need to look. Yeah, um, and even and if you're like, wow, what a douche. Doesn't and, matter. And it's a very specific kind of humor, isn't it? It's like the Kevin Smithian kind of humor, where it seems rife with yeah. his work for a person who doesn't know much about it. Is that a fair call to make? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's I just it... kind of he's got his style. Yeah. Um, very good style. So let's let's do what we always do and range our opinions. Uh, so so Lucas is as as you might have noticed, he knows a lot about this this movie and uh, the history behind it. So we'll do yeah. our best as possible to to throw the leash on him and and pull him in. <laughs> um, but uh, first off, Kezia, uh, give us your thoughts on the movie uh, this second time uh, watching it through. Um. Yeah. I still haven't exactly decided quite how I feel about it, I don't mm -hmm. think. For me, there were two sides to it. So there's, like, the the comedy side that's sometimes crude and kind of, you know, there's that side to it. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, it's quite bleak and, yeah. like, disillusioned. And, you know, it's talking about a generational perspective on yeah. life, I suppose, and I quite enjoyed that side to it. Mm -hmm. And... It was interesting. It was. I found it to be um, an interesting combination of styles and thoughts. So, yeah, no, I did enjoy it. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think when uh, I, I have very you know similar views to you, and when I watched this movie, um, to begin with, a couple things 
Oh, it didn't surprise me since I knew about Clerks, you know, the black and white style one, um, that kind of humor. So it wasn't a surprise when both of those things were playing out in front of me. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it was a weird mix of two kinds of humor that don't usually go together. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think I enjoyed it um, at the end of it because, yeah, you're right, that... that the thing I think I like the most in the movie are these, you know, quasi-philosophical debates um, that the two uh, main characters uh, engage in uh, almost throughout the the film. It follows this sort of um, procedure where they get into situations and then have each other talk about the situation and, and you know, philosophize, mostly Randall, um, philosophize about the situations. And that was something that I was... Is- a stretch. It, it is, but it, I, I guess it's without the pretension. We, yeah, yeah, that's right. And you know, it, we, it's talking about the world and the perspectives of the characters on the world. So it was a kind of humor that I didn't expect in in that way. Um, that treated it with a great amount of intelligence, I think, um, while burying it with all that you know that crude humor. Um, so yeah, I I think I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it definitely it's wasn't a violent. Re- yeah, I didn't think you would, honestly. Really? Why do you think? Yeah, so? I don't know. Approved? I thought it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I never. I don't know. I'm a prude in real life, man. Not with that. Not not with. That. Yeah, I guess that. And also, I found so often. Maybe it's because you just don't maybe watch a lot of comedy. Yeah. Because I think that's maybe I needed. Just bring more comedies because I found this has happened. I reckon most of the time I'm on the Morning Bell podcast. It's like, what have you been watching, Lucas? Because if you don't watch, listen to the Morning Bell, it starts off, what have you been watching or, yeah. or whatever? Uh, and I'll mention this comedy, and it's like, and then like crickets. Yeah, and then no we, all our eyes just like, sort of really? collectively like, glaze over. Yeah. It's like, I've been rewatching Arrested Development crickets. <laughs> but come on. <laughs> well, that's on you. Yeah then I have to quickly either explain it or just move on. It's like, ah, whatever yeah. you Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but in this case, you know, we're all on the level playing field, man. It's so good. Is that... It's almost like it was the kind of the idea. Um, mm. But, okay, so, so let's, let's dig into it as we always do yeah. and go through, the, uh, go through the film on a, at a brisk pace. Um, so we've got the character we're introduced to, Dante. Um... Which one, I think, uh, for, for a person who hasn't watched the movie, it's like, oh, that's a weird name. And then you realize, ah, I see why they picked that name. Um, because of the Divine Comedy. Yeah, that's... I mean, I don't know if everyone would pick that... I mean, pick that up. They're like, hmm, Dante. Yeah, hmm. but, I mean, with the... It is, well, kind of structurally a bit like that, but that's... Yeah. I mean, I guess you need to know your literature a bit. A little that. bit. I, I feel but like the Divine Comedy is probably quite, I don't know, well-known in culture. Maybe. Yeah. Just as a phrase. Oh, if not, than it's it. just kind of, yeah. yeah, or it's just kind of in, you might have, I don't know, subconsciously. Mm, yeah. Got it. Had it from someone. So, yeah. So, we, so, we've got this set up, and he's been called into work, a 22-year-old um, store clerk. Uh, and, you know, he's got a hockey game, and he doesn't want to go, and he's passed out in his closet, I think. I didn't really... Yeah, yeah in his I th- closet, 
Yeah. Sleep, fell asleep in the closet. Which? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, he's got a hockey game. He doesn't want to come in, but you know he he does anyway. And he comes into work, which is this tiny little grocery store somewhere in America. Um, somewhere in America. Does it actually say? New Jersey. Really? Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does it say particularly? I don't know. All the Smith films are, or the main ones are set in New Jersey. Okay, all right. Wasn't this actually, wasn't that um, store one that Kevin Smith worked at in yeah, New Jersey? Yeah, it was. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they, can I drop the truth, some truth? Okay, do, do the truth bombs. Give me the okay, facts. well, it was, it was filmed, yeah, it was filmed, so those two stores together, they were filmed, um, where that's where Smith worked. Mm-hmm. It just in, I guess you tell by the kind of similarities and how they look. Dante is supposed to be Smith. Mm. You know, the main character is supposed to be him in how he is in real life. Mm-hmm. And they filmed at night after the store closed, which is why... It's in black and white. <laughs> no, that's because oh. of money. Oh, oh that's why the that's, window That's why the closed. shutter is broken. Oh. oh. <laughs> So they could hide the fact <laughs> that they were shooting the interior things at night. Interesting. That's interesting. Yes. See, I've got the, this and Robert Rodriguez at El Mariachi is like, I, I really like, just because it's great, great examples of low-budget filmmaking, mm. which is something I'm a big fan. And one of the things they both say is, use what you've got. Yeah. So Kevin Smith had the store. So he used the store. Hmm. Um, and that that's why part of the reason budget's so low. Most of it's set in one place. He was just taken up, and that just happened to be where he, where he worked. Yeah, and, and I guess the official numbers are 27000 initial budget and around 230 ish thousand for post-production. So tiny film, really, yeah, especially yeah. in today's standards. Um, and it made a lot more than that, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Well, it's a, what's it? Three bit over three million. I think so. Yeah. Plus, it would have done big on video. Mm-hmm. It would have been big on video. It probably would have been biggest on video. I think. Um, I reckon. Yeah, it's that good, kind of good comedies often are. Yeah, the the rentals. Even if they're not do brilliant at the box office, they have long. They got they get a long life. Yeah. So continuing on, um, Dante goes through you know his circles of hell basically. Um, which is a procession of unfortunate events, uh, which uh, ramp up uh, quickly, um, including uh, an old man. Uh, so, the, so the scene of the old man, I think, was, was quite funny to me, because you know that he keeps coming back to the counter with different requests. And, he, and you know, Dante, at that point, has reached a certain... Um, annoyance level which is very fun to watch and i think that you know um both brian o'halloran what's his name brian um yeah that's it brian o'halloran o'halloran that's right um and uh randall is played by let's see jeff anderson that's right. um and they play it really well and specifically in that scene um anderson isn't there randall's not there um and you just have this scene with dante and the old man um, wanting to use the bathroom and not wanting to use the prescribed toilet paper that that's there. Uh, I like that scene a lot for some reason. It's just well done. Well acted by both parties, I think. 
Um, and uh, that's definitely so- something not specifically like that, not with pornos involved, but just like how old people can be when they're requesting things at, <laughs> at the shops. Yeah. Um, struck a I think this whole thing as of being a young adult clerk hating their job I think it's a it has an age that kind of situation that setup uh, I'm, yeah. I'm still one of those guys that's why you love this movie so much isn't it, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of projection partly, yeah. Is that a little bit of projection yeah I, I think so <laughs> I want to spit at a customer I don't want to spit at a customer <laughs> no you're too nice a guy to do that I think um no, but good call back in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so what's your favorite scene with all these these levels of hell, Kezia, that you 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 found in the movie? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I did find. I can't say I ever felt sorry for him at any point. <laughs> like, I felt. I don't know. I was kind of a bit annoyed with him for a lot mm. of it yeah like, serious okay. first world problems yeah yeah serious like problems brought upon oneself i mean i know i said i liked the um you know like the generational perspective and like bleakness but kind there's of a thing. certain annoyance to that as well yeah yeah like there's a bit of i don't know catcher in a rye donnie darko vibe going on maybe yeah. i don't know i think i, I think part of is that from the start, Dante's not to, like set out to be a particularly sympathetic character. No. Mm. Which I think kind of works when he continually gets shit on. Mm. So it's not like, oh, woe is him. It's him saying, oh, woe is me. And it's, oh, shut up, Dante. Yeah, yeah. Like, you brought this on your... Like, I think it starts with one, one of my favorite, early on when he's with his girlfriend and they're talking about how many people they've slept with yeah and he is quite blase about it it was great like he's like you know and he finds out that his girlfriend's gone down 37 dudes and he cracks the shits yeah and which is very unreasonable i mean that's quite a lot of dudes but not worth yelling about yeah um, the, so the it kind thing, of shows he's not, you know. It sets up very early on that he, he's not a terrible person, but he's got some pretty awful flaws about him. You know, the whole he's got a great girlfriend, but is technically cheating on her. Um, he's like a George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. That's, um, not a, that's not a bad way of putting it. That isn't, no. And uh, guess what? We never, we never feel sorry for him. Nope. Nope. Even when his fiance dies. But I think there's a certain amount that you do kind of feel sorry for Dante, uh, simply because he's the protagonist of the movie, and often, you know, we have the, you know, as an audience, we often our sympathies always lie with the main character, generally speaking, and we try our hardest to associate with ourselves with them. But you're right, Kezi, in, in, in a way that it is that generational thing and it's commenting about kind of our generation, really. Um, mm-hmm. And it's both something that you can identify with and say, wow, that's, you know, that's real true to life. I know people like that. I'm probably like that, you know, that kind of thing, as well as 
isn't it frustrating to see ourselves in a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's yeah. good. It's like, yeah, I can relate to that. Oh, I guess I am a bit of a dick, aren't I, too? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and, then, and then you feel bad, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I guess, sign of a well-written character, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> someone, so. Someone who's flawed, but still innately human. All right, Lucas, your favorite your favorite um, scene in that film? My favorite, I think, has always been the list of films Randall reads <laughs> is when he's on the phone. I don't mm. think you'll let me say it. No, I won't, yeah. <laughs> but... But it is pretty, it's pretty funny. It's a pretty good scene. And apparently it was shot yes. independently. Um, yeah. Oh, there's, oh, you got the trivia. I, di- I got the trivia. Yeah, <laughs> which is fair enough. I think how it was or something like, because there was the kid there <laughs> and the actor guy, uh, Randall, uh, Jeff Hand, he didn't want to say yeah. a, an entire minute's worth of really gross things straight mm. directly to a child and mother. Yeah. yeah. So Kevin Smith did it instead. <laughs> Yeah, because you got to get that reaction. You got to get that that honest reaction. Yeah, that honest re yeah, and I just I uh, every time he crack up. Yeah, I, and I love how he puts it in at the end. Oh yeah, what was that for me? <laughs> what was that for? And I, I do like those. Cup- I mean, I think the thing is with Randall mm. is he's kind of like. The guy you wish you acted like when you're at your. Do dentist. you though? Do you? You can't. The part of you, not his mm. life, seems terrible. Mm. Uh, but like, you like how he talks to them. The like, fantasy version of yourself. Basically, the part which, of you thinks, "Geez, I'd like to talk back to them." Which is probably know. what his relationship with Dante is in that movie. In in some ways, is a mirror of what Dante, um, could be. Right, like his alter ego is in basically, many ways Randall, and he basically says it like that. Like, no, who says it? Who's who says? Ah, oh, Jay. He says that guy. No, that he's got it sorted out. Yeah, he's got no, no. Yeah, he's basically got no pretensions. He knows. Oh, Wait, no, I thought that was Jay? Randall saying it about Jay. That's it, it's Randall, that's yeah. it, it's the other way around. Yeah. Sorry, he mm-hmm. says, he he knows what he's doing, Yeah. and then I, and I'm like that. Yeah. He's, he's um, dealing marijuana, and he knows it. He's dealing, yeah, but I say we haven't even brought up Jay and Silent mm-hmm. Bob yet. Yeah, Jay and Silent Bob, probably one of the more iconic characters in the movie. Um, what yeah, do you, what, well... What do you think, Kezia? <laughs> Were they just huh? comedy relief? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Um, they were kind of, I guess, idealized for their way of like life, and you know, yeah, taking on life without becoming a part of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I like those little scenes of them just dancing under the bridge. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> I think my favorite. It's a really little, but after um, Randall has that argument with the lady, who's like, "There's these movies, and you don't know if they're any good." Oh yeah, those movies suck. What are, you didn't even look at them. And then he says, "I'm never coming back out here again." Oh yeah, and there's that and, scene with and Jay. Then, yeah, yeah. And then, it's, then Randall opens up like, "You can't rent here again, Jay." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just find it really. Fun. It's just a small thing. Just, it really is. Yeah. It just it's just a little thing, and it's like you can just and I can imagine that someone yelling, you know, just wanting to join in. Yeah, wanting yeah. to be part of it. Um. 
Yeah, no, I. But they're, they're far f- from the cartoon characters that they become from m- the more rats the film after this and 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 on and onwards. Mm. They're almost kind of grounded people. Yeah, almost. Uh, Silent Bob when he when he's just standing there and then he starts rocking out. That's a pretty good scene. I like that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, all of the characters in the movie have a tendency to hand out life lessons, um, which is very um, explicit. Like it's very obvious what they're doing. Um, and what what do you think about this, Kezia? Because I I'm not sure what I feel about this. Because in, in many ways I think like yeah yeah, yeah he, Kevin Smith knows what he's doing. He's doing this on purpose. But do you think it's done to a point where it's like mm, that's a bit obvious? Like, are you yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I do think some of those, like, some of those Randall speeches, yeah. were just a bit too much. You it's know, a bit it on was the like, nose. Mm. this is this is Kevin Smith speaking. Right yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like a, a big issue, but yeah. Yeah. I guess I, if it got if the characters got in a soapbox and talked about some huge issue, the government. No, no, no. Well, Maybe I mean, Ra- Randall kind of does that, right? Like, he's saying, like, no, oh, a little you know. Bit, actually. He talks about society. Yeah, yeah he talks about society. <laughs> society, but it's because it's, it's mostly, I guess, small scale stuff. It's. Yeah. You kind of imagine someone in real life getting up in arms and. See, see the thing that I often get out of these things is that, oh, you know, um,. The whole, you know, thing of suspending your disbelief, which is which is kind of a weird concept to begin with, I find, more and more. Um, but anyway, going off that idea, you suspend your disbelief and you believe these are conversations that people could have in real life. But there's a certain point to me where that kind of broke down um, towards the end of the movie, I would say. Like, uh, the last... Uh, and segue, <laughs> we're moving on to the end of the movie. Um, where, you know, he has this there's a moment of uh you know a strain in their relationship basically where they have the fight um venting their frustrations out on each other uh or rather just dante venting his frustrations and randall just fighting back um and then randall having the speech to him about you know he can change his life if he really wants to uh but all he does is sit and complain and he says that speech just after he had said something similar i guess beforehand um that was the bit where it was like Oh, that's that's a bit much for me. So yeah, it, for me, it did pull me out a bit. Um, Lucas, what, what what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll agree with that. Mm. Um, there is a, it's kind of becomes a big preachy, bit, a little a little a, little, a little preachy, preachy kind yeah. of going a big instead of just kind of being specifically, yeah, about about them. About Dante, yeah. About it, Dante. It feels like I'm speaking to my generation here <laughs> rather than, you know, to this character, which is fine, yeah. I suppose. But Which is, yeah, and, I mean, as in, in, in uh, overall the film, I guess, does, or it's been, it's kind of established that it's, it's a film that does do that. Mm-hmm. So that's that kind of... Yeah, well, pe- young people in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, should be able to and identify even with the. Or yeah. people, yeah, in the in the kind of low level mm-hmm. jobs. And and yeah, I, I think there's a great sense of um, 
you know, identifiability, especially in today's, you know, world. If you're 15 or 16 and you watch Clerks, I think you can, I think you can get a lot out of it, actually. I think it, it's pretty applicable and you could probably feel bad about yourself watching the movie. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's I, I, it certainly hasn't aged too much, I no. don't think. The, I mean, the fashion has, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, Which it has is, a little bit. That's that's not. I mean, I have the fun black and white. The black and white helps. I'm sure there were some bright colors in some of those clothes, but <laughs> that we can't see. <coughs> yeah, like super bright. Yeah. Yeah, but um, and that jumper, that jumper at the end with with Dante's jumper. I wonder if that was a deliberate choice. Um. <laughs> But it looked really go- bad. He's going. He's he's going, he's going out, out but... jumper. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um. All right. Final final thoughts about the movie and and what you thought about it, uh, Kezia. Um. One thing I did like about it, I liked mm-hmm. the way it was broken up into little vignettes. Yeah. I don't know why. It just kind of like I don't know. I, I liked it. It kind of. I guess it gave it. Because, I mean, it does have a plot, but in some ways, I guess it is also quite plotless in yep. a way. I mean, it's in one day and not a whole lot happens during that time. He kind of basically ends up back at the beginning, I suppose. Hmm. So, I don't know, I liked that it was broken up into little scenes that could be separate if they were to be. Yeah. It, that would kind of exist as a little skit on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am... Um... I agree with that. I you could split them up or mix them around, and they they still sort of flow off each other. Uh, but certain points definitely have a sense of continuity. Um, the ending, I was, uh, I was a little miffed at. Like I I didn't know what they were going for with the ending. Maybe I missed something there. Um, I feel like it just ended uh, without a denouement. Like I feel like there was no denouement. <laughs> I feel like there was a scene, a climax, and it's just like bam, and it ends. Um, oh, there is. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a very short one. Yeah. Well, isn't it him, like, leaving the shop? I guess that is, like, kind of a big deal when he's just com- been complaining about how it was his day off and he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he know. just, like, he just leaves at the end. But it even cuts away. It's just, like, you know, yeah, he throws him the sign and then it just ends. It just, like, yeah. straight up ends. And we don't really see anything from Dante's perspective. I get, um, yeah. Um, I think, well, I bet say it could have actually been worse because in the original cut, going back to the trivia again, he dies. That's a, he dies. He gets yeah. shot. He like, dies. Like his own, yeah, like a a, 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 <laughs> rubber, a rubber comes in and shoots him. Yeah, he just shoots him. Wow. And that's it. Yeah, there's a yeah. You can see you can see why that that got cut. Yeah. Like, I can see how that got cut, because I don't see that having any place in this movie. Like, I'm all for no. misery, but, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't see how that would work. But though it was almost like a bit of up, as like, he's had this, what has turned out to be a really terrible day. I was like, uh, uh-huh. I'll be all right. Yeah. Um, it... I, I, I still I still enjoyed the movie and and those are my complete thoughts Lucas your final thoughts of the of the film and I'm glad you liked it there, there we go I mean I wish you had I, I wanted to see you complain 
Maybe I'll yeah. pick something else next time. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? it? <laughs> like, all three films that we've been picking out for each other haven't been very discomforting, man. But let's so face far, it, yeah. so far, <laughs> we're easing, we're easing each other in. I sensibility, and you then did. otherwise, it's been just thumbs up all around. I feel like it, yeah. It's ba- less of discomfort zone. More and more the, of the slightly out the... of our usual zone. <laughs> quality film recommendation zone that hasn't got the same ring to no i feel like i have to think something that i know will make you uncomfortable all right well i'll probably i will i'm gonna i'm gonna deep throat no that's too far is that a a movie (laughs) all right there we go um that's that's just a really famous porn joel really oh i didn't know that Oh, Joel. That was a thing. I didn't know it was an actual... All right, there we go. Time to do some Googling. Or not. Uh... <laughs> just... <laughs> shall we just leave it there now? Shall, shall, we, shall we, we just leave let's, let's do some thumbs up quickly. Because your thumbs up works. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> so, I found it pretty annoying. But mm-hmm. overall, I think I will give it a thumbs up. All right. There we go. Okay. Lucas thumbs up I, I guess I kind of feel like it's w- not worth asking the person to rec- uh, who recommended a movie yeah. to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs up it's like in the footy show it's like and they got someone from the team it's like who do you think's gonna win <laughs> my team I guess yeah I guess me yeah um yeah no I, I give it a I give it a thumbs up as well so there we go unanimous all around the only one who's been missing with sense and sensibility for Lucas but oh well there we go. Well, the next season of The Discomfort Zone, and what I really mean by that is next week. Um, next season. <laughs> Short season. Listen, we're the, mini, we're the BBC of the podcasting world, right? We, <laughs> we just do three episode seasons. All right, so uh, Kezia will be uh, re-picking. Um, I'm going to uh, find a cracker for you, Lucas. There we go. You're going to be like, what's the world's quaintest movie? Ah. <laughs> uh. Trying to think of the most literary thing. Yeah, the literary, especially period literary. Combine yeah. those two together yeah. and you get, you know, Lucas's hell. All right. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, listening to us ramble on for hopefully not too long. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much. We'll see you there.